0: Hallelujah. Are you ready for what is coming this morning? Amen. Um, I believe we are in a good place, isn't it? And um, sometime last year, I was at a program and um, this woman of God, we are We have in our midst today, walked into the program. I'd heard her name, but I'd never met her. So, after the program, we were ushered into the office. And I went to greet her, and I said hello to her. And the hello didn't end. We got talking and chatting. And from there, we've been talking and chatting till tomorrow. (laughs) Hallelujah. And I got to know more about her, what she does. And um, I've grown to respect the grace of God upon her life and upon her ministry And the calling of God and what she's doing all over the world. Hallelujah. She told me how every year she's been coming to Cape Coast. Are you all feeling hot, eh? It's good. It's good. She's been coming to Cape Coast and they move around various towns and villages in the central region preaching building schools, helping, outreaching in so many ways and that this year they were going to come and she spoke about David Breimer, an international worship leader and honestly, I would also not heard about him so I went onto the internet. Do you know you can find anything and everything on the internet? Yeah. So, I went to search out his music and his songs. And I said, wow, is he going to come to Cape Coast? And ladies and gentlemen, yesterday, <laughs> I saw him here live. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. you. Amen. And so um Reverend Betty Kane is here, she's in Cape Coast with her team. I believe she'll speak a lot more about the team and what they are doing, but they're moving from place to place, village to village. Yesterday she told us a bit, twenty minutes away. uh, Villages, no church, only idols. Abosumung and other villages, only Islam. Central region, Islam is fighting to take the land, but it will not happen. I said it will not happen. Hallelujah. And that is why when we talk about training, getting equipped for church planting and moving around, sacrificing to do the work of the ministry, let's hear the voice of God and let's get into it. And do it. Hallelujah. Amen. So, what a blessing. Yesterday we had a beautiful concert. Awesome concert. (laughs) Amen. How many of you, for some reason, you couldn't, didn't make it? You couldn't, you didn't, whichever. Any, any, let me see. I always like to see who, all right. So, how many made it? Wow. I'm seeing some hands that didn't go up. Oh, you were here in the spirits. <laughs> All right. But it was an awesome time. Where is Goody? Today is your birthday as well. Yeah. She turned, She turned 19 today. <laughs> and yesterday she ministered. Powerfully as well. Awesome. Hallelujah. Let's clap for Jesus. For all that the Lord is doing. Amen. Amen. Wow. Hallelujah. You're welcome. So, I believe it's awesome um, to have Reverend Betty. Um, She's an international minister, a prophet or prophetess. She ministers in high places. She's connected to high places. I told you, Pastor Benehin was going to come to Cape Coast. Isn't it? She's still working on it. In the Lord's own time, we are going to see him here. Do you believe it? Yeah. She she's the one behind behind it. And so I believe it's a blessing for us to have them here and to have this anointed woman of God right here in Cape Coast. Ladies and gentlemen, with Jesus joy, help me welcome to our pulpit Reverend Betty King.
1: Amen Tell someone you look so good Tell somebody else I truly love you Tell someone you are the apple of God's eye Amen You may take your seat Bishop We salute you sir For come on let's thank God for Bishop's life Oh you can do better than that He's your papa in the house. Truly a great man of God, a man of discernment, a man of wisdom, a man man that listens. And I'm just so thankful to God for your life. We celebrate and we honor you. Yeah. But I want us to stand up for this one. To celebrate the sugar in his tea. The icing on his cake. The rock in his boat. Hey, woman of God, we celebrate you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you so much. Sweet spirit. Sweet spirit. Take a seat. Honor is a culture. And honor brings you before kings. If you can't celebrate people when you can look at them. And you can only do it behind them, it means you are contending or competing with them. It's okay, I've got it covered. That is just noise, and I'm above it. I'm above all that. I so, when it comes to it, that can take a back seat. When you can't look in the eyes of people to celebrate them and you want to do it nicodemously, it means deep down in you, you're competing with the person. But if you know who you are and where you've come from and where you're going, you say it as you mean it to the right people. To the right people. It's not flattery. It's telling something that is sincere and that's truthful to the person so that they hear it. Flowers are not for dead people. We wait for people to die and we go and buy Flowers. And we put it on the grave and you cry. Hey, hey. Nia <laughs> aqua It's all lies. And so today we're going to go somewhere above the noise. Above the clamor. Above it all. And by the grace of God, you will learn something about yourself. And know that no matter how much noise, how much you scream... If God is in what he, if God is in you, if God is doing something in your life, all you have to do is to be still and listen to what he's saying so that you can have the victory. Amen. Amen. But I just really want to introduce my most amazing team um, here with me. So we start with Pastor Albert Wood. Take a bow. We start with Elder Marius Tabua. He's a twin. The other one is with Uncle Tony. Take a bow. <laughs> Pastor Pell Moses. He heads of our youth. Take a bow. <laughs> Minister Frisia. He heads of our Southeast branch in London. Take a bow. Then we have here Diana. She's in charge of our outreaches. Uh, so take a bow. We also have Diana's boss in charge of our outreaches. Madeline. So, Madeline, take a bow. We do outreaches in London. We've got people in London sleeping on the streets. Sleeping on the streets, alcoholic drunkards. So, we go out every fortnight to feed them with soup, food, clothing. Just like we do here, we do it there. So, if you can't do it in your own house, how can you do it outside? You know, go to your own Jerusalem before you want to go to Abrochu. Amen. So, Matlin and Diana runs that ministry. We also have here Shana. She has something called flowers as a home care. And then we have Faith. Uh, she's part of the leadership of Sapphire Company. Let's welcome her. And also, we have Giovanna. Giovanna also heads of one of the flowers, so take a bow. And then Max. Max is my purse in Ghana. How many of you know in this world you need someone with integrity? Someone you can give your wallet to and will not steal a penny. Well, for fear of dying, he wouldn't even dare. But Max is the one that I send if I want uh, my workers' pay or somebody buy one of the houses. He carries in his hand thousands of my money and I trust him completely. Come on, Max. He's our guy here. In Ghana. So yeah, we celebrate you. And um, Bishop, thank God for the life of Evelyn as well. Evelyn in the hotel. Come on, let's put it up for Evelyn. So good, so good, so good. So I thank God for all the elders and obviously our very own David Brimer from the USA. Amen. Goody, stand up. David wants to record with you on his next album. So when, happy birthday, Goody! Happy birthday, a good one too. When David is ready, he'll put it all together and record. Can the choir stand up, too? The choir, the entire choir, stand up from yesterday. So it's not just about Goody, David is also going to record with you, the choir. So let's thank God.
2: (laughs) Hallelujah.
1: So you may be seated. Your gifts make room for you. Humility always brings promotion. Who would have thought a man like David Breimer would come to Kepkos and then just stand in this place? Could have been anywhere, anywhere in Ghana. But you get to go international without trying too hard. Hallelujah. When God wants to bless you, you don't have to rock the boat. Nor do you have to manipulate to get it. What is yours will will come to you easily. Everything that God has to. So let me tell you a bit about myself before I preach. I just didn't arrive in a day. I'm a mother of three amazing children and three wonderful grandchildren. I am truly thankful to God every day. For my children, for my grandchildren. But at some point in my life, I became an alcoholic. And uh, I used to be in church like you people, getting up and dancing and lying to yourself with the same issues. When uh, praise and worship is going on, you want to dance for your enemy to see. And not to God. So you come to the front, things are already better. And meanwhile, you leave and you go back and you have the same issue. I was that sort of person in the church. I had the same issue day in and day in and out. And I was hurting uh, for, from too many things. Some my own fault. Some was inflicted and all of that. But then I kept getting profits. I'm so thankful for the way you honor your pastor. Many of you are looking for a breakthrough from everywhere else. But you can't actually submit in the place God has for you. I have never moved church ever. I got saved in one church. It's the same church I was raised. I was my pastor's personal uh, intercessor. I was my pastor's cleaner. I was in one church for 14 years. No one could tempt me to go anywhere. I was being given money for me to go and be an elder in another person's church. I said, where God has put me is where I will grow. Not only did I grow, my ministry was better. I grew there. I went international before I left. So you want to hear some things today? And so, my pastor was not my competitor, nor was my pastor my father. I knew that God had put my pastor in my life to change me. My pastor was an imperfect man, but I knew that the demands I was putting on him for him to give me unconditional love that I could not give myself was ungodly. I knew that I was a broken woman, and I needed to change. And many of you come to church, you want a particular love that at a next second, you'll be disloyal to the very person that's laid hands on you. And yet you are making demands on their life and their anointing without the understanding that, listen, it takes two to tangle. That I need something from God. And what I need f- from God, I need to assess grace to be able to receive. For there to be a collision of destiny. And so we come to church, we want some things from God and we make people the objects of our affection. And we begin to curse our leaders. We begin to put words. We begin to say things that is ungodly. I never did that. I can tell you I never did that. I knew I needed help. And because of, of the help I needed, I was sitting in church drinking two bottles of vodka a day. I put a, she multiplied by two. A day. I was smoking 40 cigarettes a day. When praise and worship start, I'll be the first person in front. Especially the ones that my enemies has to know. Look what the Lord has done. Hey, he took my body. And by the time that was going on, I was looking to go and drink. It came to a point where I have lied to myself far too long. And I remember clearly one day I was praying. This one has done that to me, that one. And I would received prophecies about going international. I've received prophecy from the moment I was 18 years. I knew I will be a multi-millionaireist. No one had to tell me that I'll be a rich woman. Nobody had to tell me. I knew it. I knew what I was going to be because I had a visitation. Even in my worst state. I knew who, but I didn't know how to get there. I didn't know how to get there or how it was going to come together. But I did know that at some point in my life, I needed to yield completely. And so when people come to the church and they give me big prophecy, I justify the prophecy by my actions. So the moment a bigger prophecy came over my life, hey, these people that do not like me in the church, listen to what God is saying. Now prophecy, prophecy is the word from God. You hold it dearly. But you want somebody to hear that you've been prophesied over so that the person will feel bad about themselves. That was not my portion. I fought for my life. So, one day, I remember God said to me, what are you going to give back to me? Because you're getting old. Tell your neighbor you're getting old. You're getting very old and you, you're really messing up. And I remember saying to God, God, I really need you to help me here. And the Lord says, I will put someone in your life that will start the process with you. And he said, is John Sanford. John and Paula Sanford of Elijah Tax. The guy looked at me and says, you're going to travel the world. You're going to prophesy. The first thing you need to do is to fix your emotions. I said, yes, I think I'm ready for this. Now, the first thing I needed to do was to overcome the alcoholism. It took a second I stopped drinking. One second. There are things that you are dealing with. If you come to the place where you really want to change, it's instant. Because God knows you're telling the truth. And the impartation comes and bam. He's a miracle-working God. So straight away, I stopped drinking. Then there was the issue of the cigarette. I would uh, smoke cigarette before I enter into church and put a whole lot of chewing gum, including perfume, around my mouth. Why do I need to mask it? I was part of the intercessory team. tabo shay. tabo shay. Meanwhile, I was tabo shaying before I got into service. Some of you people, you just slept with some woman before you came to church. And you praying for justice for a whole environment. Let's deal with this. So then straight away, God began then to deal with all of that, I yielded to that. My process in terms of being a confident woman um, took just about a year. I didn't want to be insecure, so it became my focal point. God, I don't want to stand and I'm intimidated by anybody. I don't want that. Because where I'm going, I need to be confident because I would deal with stuff. People that do not like me. People that will speak against me. I would deal with that, so you need to. So I stood to God, really addressed certain things in my life. One year. That's all. One year from start of my process to be confident, to be strong. I f- stopped praying for bless me. And I started praying to bless me. And when I got it right, I attract favor just like that. Favor comes to the foundation that is ready to work for God, not for you. When what you are, who you are, is about God. You don't ask and it's given to you. So that's just a bit. Through it all, I tried to kill myself two times. Even that suicide attempt, I failed at it. Why am I saying all this to you? Because today, to some of you, you need to hear this. And for you to understand that I'm not just standing here dressed looking good, that I've actually gone on a message to qualify to stand behind this pulpit by the grace of God. You needed to know that it takes grace and grace alone. Come on, let's put our hands together. There is no pulpit in Ghana I've not stood on. When Archbishop Duncan Williams, what is being made an Archbishop, I was the only female preacher on the lineup. There is no conference, no pulpit I've not stood on. You mention a name and you go to their archive, you see my teachings there. From that to that, God can do it for everyone, and you really need to start dealing with your foundation. So I want to preach from some. 65. If you can turn your Bible. I need to say this to you. I am a, I'm a, a firm encourager when you're preaching and people are shouting, but I don't believe in it. I want you to listen. It's okay. Ah, glory. Shout hallelujah. I'm confident enough to hear my own hallelujah inside. But I really want you to listen. To the word of the Lord, and if He blesses you, then you say, "Amen, Hallelujah." Psalm sixty-five. Praise is awaiting you, O God in Zion. Bishop, sir, how many minutes do I have? And do I have your permission to prophesy? Fantastic. Now, before I go on, Amia, for that girl, can you stand? Come right to the front. I need to speak into your life. And here's the thing. From last night, when you started singing, you have a voice. And the voice can really melt any heart. But I went home and I started praying for you. As a matter of a last night, when we went, we were sitting down eating. And I just knew to come away from the noise. And to lie down to think. And I started praying for you. And in a way, you remind me of myself. Um whereby you're conscious of everything that is not good with yourself then, but forgotten what is good and what God has given to you. And I feel the Lord says to tell you that he's given you 18 months. And he's going to take you on a journey of discovery of who you are. And this whole journey, you have to address even issues in your family and in your family line, where words that is negative has been spoken. It's almost like you have lived a life where you've been compared with so many people and you've been compared with so many things. But the Lord says His light is going to shine on you and He's going to elevate you in such a way. You're going to be the woman that actually married too young. Come on, you can thank God for that. It's simply because you need that stability for you to really move the ministry that you have forward. You will be found when you are not looking. And just like God made it for possible for goody, something is going to happen for you where your name is going to be heard and you not only are going to sing but you're going to write songs. And the Lord himself that's going to elevate you will put you in places he never thought you would walk. Come on, let's thank God for her life. You can go down. Now, that young guy, Bobby, are you... Marrying Goody or something? (laughs) Why are you running away? I, it was a trick question. You are a great leader, really great leader, but you need to be confident. You need to be confident in terms of your delegation and the people that you lead. You need to let them be in a way where they can really find their own true self. Leadership in music, and good you are, and you're a good communicator. You need to have the ability also to see when the people are being pushed forward. Do you understand? And promote that, and then push that, because that makes you look better. And I feel that the enemy really wants to use an aspect of your life whereby some of these people that are about to be shot forth, you will begin to put unnecessary demands on their life in terms of their time. And I need to address that. I need to address that in you. So basically, see the progress that these people are going to make. See the children that God has given to you and push them as far as they go. Because as you are pushing them, you'll be catapulted. Come on. You'll be catapulted. Shut. Shut. Yesterday when you were singing, I remember a Nigerian young guy called Ibn. Ibn. And I just, Chris Akleomi's church. He's a young guy there. You remind me of him. Of that God. And God's going to also elevate you and promote you. But this is a time where God is also training you to be a delegator. Come on, let's thank God for his life. Praise await Praise you, O God in Zion, and to you the vow shall be performed. O you who hear prayer, and to you all flesh will come. Iniquity prevail against me, but as for my transgression, you will provide atonement for them. Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you, that he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house and of your holy temple. By awesome deeds in righteousness you will answer us. O God of our salvation, you who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of the far out seas, who established the mountain by his strength, being clothed with power, you who still the noise of sea and the noise of their waves and the tumult of people. They also who dwell in the Father's part are afraid of your sign. You make the outgoing of the morning and evening rejoice. You visit the earth and you water it. And you greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. And you provide their grain. For so you have prepared it. Amen. As a church, prophetically, as a movement prophetically, lighthouse chapel. As individuals, prophetically, there is a speed. Tell your neighbor there is a speed. It feels like the vision that is coming or trickling through or root will trigger uh, trigger through to get to you finally. In the trainings and the various things that God will put you through, there is a speed to it. There's a demand on your lives at this moment. The demand is such that Many of you in this room will begin to feel that nothing is happening in your life. you feel that you've been going to church for a long time. Although you're hearing the message, you need to do more. And the reason why it's so is that there is a preparation or God is preparing the body of Christ for you under the sound of my voice in this house. Why we are here and why we are speaking this message to you uh, prophetically is that there is a preparation taking place. And what has happened in Ghana the last 10 years, it's almost like hand-changing. This church will do an aspect of God. That church will do an aspect of God. But for you as a movement, you're known as the evangelistic, you are evangelistic. You go out, you do miracles, and you do healing. But I feel that the face of this whole movement is turning because one of the keys that God is giving to you as a movement, as a church, is the power of praise. And you will find that... Uh, More and more of your praise and worship ministry, will uh, will, you'll become more and more sought after. Why is it so? It's because you need to fine-tune what you are and who you are as a movement. You need to fine-tune yourselves as individual for this great impartation that is coming. There is something that God has begun doing. And we could see that from yesterday. Yesterday, you don't have to be a prophet to see what we went through to get to where we got to last night. The night during the rehearsal was awesome. But yesterday, to get there, to get to where we got to, you could feel the atmosphere change. Sometimes the anointing was strong. Sometimes it wasn't strong. As a matter of fact, um, it was difficult from the beginning. It was very, very difficult to break through. So I was sitting there praying, what is this? And the Lord says, he's causing our heart to press in more, so it's not just a case about the songs and how we need we know how to dance or how we will stir ourselves up, how we will jump. But what is our heart saying? Okay, so we don't need to stir ourselves up. Hey, the menu me mutua all right. You get the guys come and dance, whatnot. The praise that is coming into this house is actually a tool of warfare. And so what's happening now is that when uh, Bobby or any of the worship leaders, when they raise a song that God told them to bring into the atmosphere, the night in their prayer, whether people are dancing or not, you use that tool to people connect with it. Because what's happening is that God wants true praise to come in the church. So, oh, as in Numi And you may hear true Numi Yesho. People are not dancing. So you move away from actual praise and worship to performance. To performance. Hey, one, two, I, knew you may be nice on your No. Praise awaits you, O God, in Zion. And to you the vow shall be performed. Iniquities prevail against me, but for my transgressions you've atoned for it. Praise awaits you, O God, in Zion. It means there's a yet praise. That needs to be given to him and it's called pure praise. So when this guy is leading us, leading us, leading us in, in a song, how great is our God. Somebody will say, oh, and you mean, put the on, kick him, Now, now, if I'm you to No, you kick him aside and play, <laughs> see No, for now, that is your key. And the more you sacrifice in your praise and the more you wait on it, you find that actually it begins to change the atmosphere of familiarity to true praise. It changed the whole atmosphere. Because now you want to praise Him. Now you are giving God a sincere prayer. Are you getting this? So here's the thing Ghana. Uh, now, ban, a ban. You go to funeral, and people will be crying, oh auntie, oh auntie, let somebody play konko ko. You will see people get up and begin to dance. And although they are sad, they are dancing. But we need to differentiate from dancing music that makes us dance to music that makes us happy. Music actually that changes our lives. Praise that actually means something to us. Because you have nothing and all you have is your praise. When you come to church with all sorts of issues, and the moment the worship leader begins to lead you in that praise, you can identify with it. Yes, I know what I've gone through. But I will give you the praise. Not, oh, uh, and the moment you leave there and you go home, the issues are still there. Why do we come to church? We come to church like the lady that was testifying. She's gone to the hospital, she was bleeding, and she got a prescription from her father. When she got that prescription, God delivered her. Our praise, our worship is bread to our soul. It's life to us. Because God deserves our praise. But when we actually think about what we're saying, what we're thinking, what we're speaking, eradzei soon. Na wo na wo kro wo song Na wo You're thinking about it. I've just come from the doctor's surgery. And when the guy raised that song Erasae wo Na wo Na wo kro You worship You worship Because that song is your healing Praise Real praise awaits you Not my dance That means nothing The dance that has no impartation But you live in His presence And when you get there somebody annoying you But you just came under from the power when Bishop laid hands on you, if your praise does not change your soul or your spirit, then we are in trouble. When Goody was ministering yesterday, she did not know anything we are about to do. She so said, just one touch, just one touch, just one touch. It's a people that God is looking, that have been connected with him, that they know a value of something. When you come and uh, our little girl, my leading leading, I've been changed. Bishop said, Huh? We are now ungrateful that this girl is now sitting there and people will say, yes, I've been changed. I've been changed. You can connect with that. But we have no We have started to be here. Why are you here? Hey! Then what is the most important bit of service for? Praise awaits you. We have the audacity to read the scripture. Praise awaits you. And me also can linger a bit more. I the We say praise awaits you. I do not go to a service ever without making sure that I live with something. Then what are we doing here? The biggest scripture, which is praise, has become a show. Yeah, yeah 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 whatever well break it down but by God if you're going to dance like David like you've lost your mind if you're gonna worship like David for people to be envious of you then you better make sure you leave church with a crown You better make sure that you've left that building with a crown. That when people come here, they will look at you and say, you know what? I'm taking that child to England. I'm taking that Bobby to uh, America. I'm going to do this because something in you uh, prescribed something in our soul that changed us. I was preaching in Israel. And there was a worship leader behind me. And he was playing a song called "He's a Good Good Father," it's "Who You Are," <laughs> "Who You Are," but there's a particular tune. And when he got uh, "Who You Are," I look, I said, "Why are we not even on the floor?" That string tone is so powerful. That guitar, whatever, is so powerful that the moment I hear that tune, every everything inside of me, I could do anything. It's time for us to know the value. And the power that is in praise. It's time for you to know that if you're going to come and you'll be dancing. hey hey hey, All of that. You better make sure when you are doing all of that, you say to God. God, I'm giving you my yet praise. I am giving you something I don't have. You know the issues why I came to church. But I'm giving you something I don't have for an exchange. There need to be real praise. And the vow shall be performed. I'm not gonna keep you here long. Oh, you who hear prayer to you all flesh will come. Flesh. Uh it's the biggest thing in the church, flesh. My I'm not gonna say who, but one of my children challenges me every time. He was about eight years old and someone had come to my house and uh, the person needed something in my home. When the Lord started blessing me, he said something to me, he says, I want you to be generous beyond measure. Oh, it's a difficult thing because the flesh wants to keep something. And I remember one time I was having a quiet time with my children and I said this. By the way, my daughter is married with three children, but I've got children as ages 27 years old and they are virgins. Tell your neighbor with God, all things are possible. Virgins waiting for the right woman to marry. Sisters, are you in the house? Sisters, are you in the house? I remember we were having a quiet time together. And I said to my son, I really want to be generous. And, but my flesh, he was, my flesh is struggling with me in giving this thing away. He says, mom, but you say you love God. I said, yes. And he said, you are the one that told us that God said you should be generous. And then my son said something to Jesus. Ah, maybe you should check your motives why you give things. I said, where are you going with this, son? Honor your mother and father. So that your days would be long. Because he was about to have a baptism of fire by the five-fold ministry without the anointing. I was about to beat him up. And he says, no, mom, 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 why do you give? What's in your heart to give? So if your motivation is to be seen by what you do, then that's the flesh. Here's the thing a lot of you here, you give us, you sow us. But what is the motivation behind it? If you truly are giving us unto God, and your bishop tells you, give a fat offering, be, give this what not. Ah, wa mu. Look, if your flesh is not in this thing, you give, you give us unto God. I have given curse. I've given houses. I have given things in ways you would not believe. And I do it with the purest conscience because I'm not doing to get anything back. I'm doing it because I'll know I'll get something back. Because whatever that you do in God, you re- reap a harvest. God wants to deal with the flesh and the spirit of generosity. One of the areas of youth you people here and the life of this ministry is generosity. And I think God is now sanctifying this because... What you sow in this season with the purest of heart and the purest of motive, you will see God multiply that to you a hundredfold. Why is this important? It's simply because you don't have to murmur when you give. You don't have to murmur. Oh, I'm not coming to church because I don't have anything to buy taxi, to, to take taxi to come. Because last week I gave everything. Walk. Walk. Because if you are giving not in the flesh and in the spirit, the same God will cause something to give unto you. Come and we can thank God for that. Then he's talking about curses, transgressions, and all of that that God has paid, paid the price for us. He's atoned for it. Iniquities prevail against us. But as for transgression, God has. Taking care, he's atoned for it. He said, blessed is the man or a woman that he causes you to approach him. Many of you here, you fasten fasting and you pray, praying. And this is the year of victory and the year of manifestation. And you found yourself that the very things that you've been praying for year and year in, the issues have come up again. Now there is a cause. I want to teach you about legislating the courts of heaven. Here's the first thing. Blessed is the man that God causes you. He says, Iniquities prevail against you, but for your transgression, we boost you some woman, all of those things. He's atoned for it. So being a born-again Christian, everything that you came in with is taken care of. Now, how do you access those gods? A lot of time we come to church, we come to worship services, we come to prayer meetings, we come to conferences, and all of a sudden. You find yourself in a particular court. Let me give you an example. During praise and worship, you've entered in and all of a sudden you think about the person that you are not talking to. The first court of judgment. Why is it that I'm worshipping God? And I've got into this realm and all I'm thinking about the person I was rude to. Why is it that I'm worshipping? I'm in a place of worship in my quiet time and now all I'm thinking about is the person I need to pay money to. Why is it that I'm in the place of worship and I'm thinking about what my father did or why I'm not married. It's because God, you've praised enough that he's brought you into a court of judgment for you to use his word to legislate. Often it's a preparation for the message that is coming. And many of you, you don't know the courts that you are praying from. So when these thoughts come in, I bind you Satan, I I, I bind you, I I pull you down. No, you can't pull down what needs to be legislated. You cannot pull down who you are. And so basically, after your worship and your praise, God is saying that, I want to deal with this in service. I want to talk to you in this courtroom about these things you're thinking about. What do you do? You use the word of God. And you apply the word of God to that judgment in that court. It's called the court of judgment. It means you did something wrong. He's paid the price for you, but you never took his blood to clean that issue. I want to share a story with you. In my family, there was a curse of singleness. A lot of the women in the family guarantee at every t- a particular age, they will divorce. A lot of the men will struggle to find work. I'd become a born-again Christian, and it took me 14 years to become a prophet. Those of you that you can prophesy one day, and you think you qualify to be a prophet. 14 years of training. Prophetic gift is different from prophetic office. Prophetic office is a legislator. You go into regions and you know what to do. So at a particular time, every time that I begin to pray, I'll begin to have visions about my family. And then I realized God has now come, uh, brought the issue to court to deal with it. So I went to my mother and I said, what exactly? And how many people, how many generations back? Is it that the women never married? So I said, okay, now I've got this information. I will take it to God and apply his word. Here's the word. Every scripture that is in the Bible that applies to your situation, that is the law. That is the law of the Lord, where you apply it. So I went to God and I said, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And God, you have overcome everything by your blood. Today I stand, he says, freely I have received, freely I have to give. I give myself in offering a sacrifice in fasting for my family. Those were the scriptures. I went on a 40 day fast for my entire family and I used the scriptures, I used the promises to combat against this judgment ladies and gentlemen on the fifteenth day of the fast God spoke to me, what is going to happen to date, this was 15 years ago, to date every single woman including even ones that had children before, before they were 16 are married, oh you can thank God for that That is the first court of judgment. The second court is where you're dealing with uh, uh, iniquities. The the second court is where you're dealing with your own sin. Selfishness. Selfishness. There are people here under the sound of my voice. You've got a spirit of setback. Every time good things are about to happen to you, something happens and it's taken away from you. Yes, when you are worshiping, you ask and God begins to tell you, you know the thing you stole from this person? The one you gossiped about. The one that you must repent. Oh, I'm not going to repent of anything. That's the second court. The second court is your own sin. What you have done currently. To break the spirit of setback, you need to know whose life you have hindered. To break the, you need to know whose life you've hindered. And it means gossip. Here's the thing. Somebody comes to you. Oh, the way Bishop was talking, I didn't like it. The Bible said, touch not my anointed. Ah, this way, the way the elders of the church. The Bible talks about gossip is not a good thing. And so somebody wants to give Bishop a car. And then you go and stand in. But Bishop Christ, does he need that car? Bishop Christ, does he need that car that you are talking about? This man and his wife, they've got a car. The elder in the church, he's got that car. So why are you giving the car to? You don't allow the blessings to go to the man. And then now you are in that place. Habo, I want a car. I want a car. And somebody promised you the car and you never get it. Is because you've been judged by what you did. <laughs> Who have you stopped? That's the second court. I don't like that court because it's uncomfortable. I remember one time, what you see here, I used to beg for food. Number more, I brought you. Beg. I will go outside the supermarket and stand, the food they are about to throw away is the one I will buy. And cut the edges off to feed myself and my children. And I remember one time there was a lady. She said, someone came to her and said, God told me to give Betty 5,000 pounds to pay her mortgage. And the moment that she, the woman went to her, she said, don't give the money to Betty King. She doesn't need it. But that time I prayed and God said to me, the money was coming. Someone stopped my blessing. Someone's mouth stopped what is to come. And the person was sitting in church with their voices lifted up. And then they get judged by that. But God has provided atonement. You don't need to live in this realm anymore. When you begin to be judged in that realm, then you take it to God and you lay it down. He is satisfying you in his holy courts because now the church is being legislated. The enemy is throwing everything at the church. And you need to know what, what emotion to take to God and what court God is judging you in. Another thing, the court of worship, when accusing voice come. I come against that a lot, where people accuse me, misrepresent me, and all of those things. It means nothing to me, because my heart never judges me when I know I'm doing a pure thing. Never, ever judges me. So what I do, you go to uh, churches, you go to places, and young people in the church, like we bring David Breimer here, all the way from America. We brought him as a gift, by the way. And then somebody will be threatened here, knowing the relationship Bishop will have. So, Bishop will say, look, let's put our efforts into it. The person, oh, no, no, Bishop, we can't do this. Maybe this woman coming, she will do this, she will do this, she will do that. He's a blessing. There was somebody's blessing here. Oh, you don't have to do this, Bishop. I I mean, I don't know if we can even work with, you don't know my heart. You don't know Bishop's heart. You don't know David's heart. And so, that young person is listening to information to block something that will bring revival. It's a strong message, but you need to hear it. Because I'm tired of going to places, and people think that they've put their heart right in a man, so everything should happen for them. It doesn't work that way. When you were brought to that court, you didn't allow God to deal with that. And so because of that, you've now reached a point where you need a breakthrough, and the enemy is legislating. He's legislating. I'm I'm a giver. And one of the things that if God touches my heart not to do something, You can crack my brains and you never get me to do something. I want to pray for certain people before I move on. If you're here and you know you've been praying for something for a long time and you've gone round and round and round the circle, can you stand? Can I have a keyboardist? There's more of you, don't sit. If you know for marriage... Every time something is about to happen to you, round and round. I want you to put your hand on your heart. It's gone on too long. If you're sitting down and you know you need to be up, don't sit. I guarantee you, when we leave, you would know what has taken place in this church. Say to God, now I know. Quietly between you and God, now I know. Now I know that when I was brought to that court, I did not bring the issue to you. Now I know. Now I know that's the issue we have in our beautiful country. Everywhere all of the world, kasa, little children are destroying people's lives for a moment. For your own selfish thing, you're willing to betray somebody. And yet, it's as if God is not powerful. Say to God, now I know. Say, Lord, I ask for your forgiveness. For my family. For my family. Everything that took place in my family that I am suffering or whatever I have done. Tonight standing today, standing in your courts because of the blood you've already atoned for me. I bring this to your court. The Bible, your righteous deeds, deliver me. 2017, 5th of March is the day you were acquitted. Acquitted from these issues that have plagued you these cycles and cycles acquitted to be free.
2: Hi 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 Story apata
1: That's right.
2: Listen now. Ah uh.
1: true happens sometimes it takes longer, sometimes but the reason why there's so much delays is because of what we did you're reaping what you sowed because you didn't put it under the blood however, if you've done nothing wrong and injustice is being done to you, trust me God will contend for you but today if we something we've done wrong, then we need to acknowledge it and not force or manipulate to get things done but simply bring it to the courts of God that he will deliver us in righteous deeds and awesome power. A few more minutes. seated. We are about to take communion. Pastor Bishop was going to lead us, and the first time in your life ever take the communion like your life depend on it. Let me tell you something. I was looking for land when I came, and when I was coming, I went to God about it, and I said, "God, would you lead me to the place you want me to be?" We went to the place, and everyone in that place said. You will never get land in this area. I have a lot of lands, but I needed it for something I wanted to do. Everyone, including the chief, told me that this place you will never, ever get land. I left it, I knew God had spoken to me, that he has something in that, re- that region for me. When we went back, there was this old lady sitting down there, and I felt to go and hold her hands. I held this woman's hand, and I particularly blessed her just by my words and loving her. When, I was, when we were ready going, this old lady sent the son to come after me. And he said this, mommy, I want to do something for you. Because I've never felt this love from anyone. I said, really? He said, you know over there, that land belongs to me. I said, excuse me? He said, that land there belongs to me. Exactly the land that i had gone to pray over. That God will give it to me. When you know what courts you're standing in, you don't have to be binding and breaking. All you need is the scripture, the law of the Lord to make yourself innocent because Jesus has paid the price. You are in church because you qualify to be here. You qualify to be blessed. The Bible says, so whatever a man saw, you reap. Some of us, what we are reaping, what we sowed. But because we take the grace and the mercy of God for granted, we don't know what court we are standing in. And so we break, we bind, we broke, we fast, we do all sorts of things. And when we fast, it gets worse. But I believe God wanted this truth known here today. That it is over. Tell your neighbor, it is over. It truly is over. Tell someone else, it is over. Or oh, you better believe it, it is, it is over. Say it with passion, it is over. It is over. To another person, it is, it is over. Say it to somebody else, it is, really it is really over. When you read the scriptures, the rest of the scriptures, is talking about the confidence of God. I want to talk about something, about water that enriches. In Cape Cossier, sometimes not even in the rain season, the rain comes down. And you need to recognize the rain of God so that you will stay in it. In your movement, I'm saying that confidently, and I, I, and I know this is being recorded so people will watch it. In this movement, Lighthouse Chapel... All over the world, the enemy is going to try and stir up persecution. It's simply because your movement is about to challenge some things unprecedented. And so, what the enemy will try to do is stir up persecution individually as well as corporately. And the reason why that rain has to fall is because you're about to explode in growth unprecedented. When persecution and people begin to lie about you unnecessarily, get ready—you're being announced. You are being announced in ramps and corridors of power that you never thought existed. The moment people begin to say, today, or today," rejoice and be exceeding glad, because somebody that doesn't know you will suddenly hear about you. The moment you are misrepresented or things are said, you must recognize that rain from God and stand. Which means whilst everybody's busy talking, like as a walker, for some I can see or whatever, all of those things, you're above it. You're above it. You're above all those noise. Easy day, each day. You are resolved. Because if it's repented, you've repented. If it's this, you have. Now, here comes the persecution. Persecution is to slow you down. But persecution from God is to promote you. So after everything, you stand. You need to stand till the devil, till your enemies see that you stood and you made it. But if you don't recognize that persecution that comes with shame, ridicule, all of that is from God. You will go here and you will go here. You will be everywhere. I'm telling some of you, stay in this church. Tell your neighbor, stay. Stay. Tell someone else, stay. Stay. Because when that rain begins to come, it means all of a sudden, you know, everybody knows you are wearing weave weave on. Everyone now begins to see your real you. My gosh, that car, cry, I've not even paid for that car. Don't tell anyone, brother. The reign of persecution is noises of the enemy. It's called accusation. The accuser of the brethren. But it's actually telling you your true identity, who you are. Every time someone comes and says, this person is saying this about you. I say, wow. I intimidate people like that. You mean, somebody will actually open their mouth to say that about me? Oh my gosh, I never knew I was this good. Sometimes I didn't even know how powerful or glorious... And beautiful I am. To somebody actually persecute me. You listen to those noise. And you have the the, the dignity. Everything you've gone through. Every pain you have gone through. To stop and listen to somebody. That doesn't even have a quarter of what you are. Or the promises from God. That you are. Forgetting that God has sent that rain. For you to know who you truly are. And who you are in his side. The devil know it. But you know who you really are? If you don't know who you are, here's the thing. Somebody's one year is my day. Tell someone that. Your one year is my day. One of my contractors said that to me. Your one year, what you are planning for one year is one, my one day. And if you know the value of the prophecies over you, you make plans for what God has spoken over you. Not the noises, that doesn't matter. You are free from guilt. Because you have repented. Because you've been to the courts. Now, having done everything, you wait till the change comes. I pity the fool that will ever speak negative about me because I will give you three months. If you are right, I will change. But if you are wrong, I will change your position. Tell your neighbor, you can change position by authority. Pure authority. If somebody's busy networking against your destiny, you keep going. You keep going. This rain, I am receiving it. You just keep going. Whilst you are so busy announcing me, I want to tell you that the time the devil is using you to do that, You have wasted that three months in persecuting something and you can never recover that time. Someone is wasting their time and now they won't break through. The rain, that's softening everything. So when that rain, fell, oh God, I didn't like that. And God said, yeah, yeah, yeah. What they said is going to yield something in your life. Wait, why, why is this important? Because we are entering a season of war, the next three years in the church. Whilst there's going to be tremendous breakthrough, we're going to see open confrontation. We went to a village. We've been here for almost 10 years, 10 days. And we've been to villages upon villages. We've fed people, we've touched demons that we're not supposed to touch. We've done all sorts of things. We went to one palace and the demons were about to eat us. Five years ago, we went to a village by Kisi. When we got there, it was a purely hidden village. When you go and sit down whilst you're greeting the queen mothers, the demons, what did we see? A spider. We went there in our car, a spider this big. Now, our car is air conditioned. And we were standing on the road. Where did this big spider from here to here show up? It was all I needed to legislate. (laughs) It's all I needed. Went back and I said, you know something? This is not right. I'm doing your work and this has happened. We now claim that village. We claim the throne of the queen mother to become uh, born again. Ladies and gentlemen, I stand here testifying. The queen mother is happily born again. Spiritful, born again, tongue bashing. Every demonic thing in that place is being pulled down. Some of you don't know the work we've done in this region. And we continue to uh, penetrate. We went to a village that was purely Muslims. And when we started preaching, they put Allah Kubara on. We said nothing. We preached. While they were making that noise, I was preaching on love. By the time we finished, 10 people got saved. We left that place with souls. We are not there to contend. We are there to love them. And I can give you stories. Upon story, another village, they decided to name one girl after me. I said, all right, that's fine. So if you're a girl after Betty Kane, just know that my feet is in that village. The Bible says, wherever the sole of my feet tread, it belongs to me. And I'm telling you, tell the whole village, I'm coming. Because I tell them I'm coming. We went there, we're going there on Monday to build a school. <laughs> that level came with the rain of persecution. Oh, yeah, and so what? Hey, that's your issue because you're the one that told me. I didn't even know the now if you feel the then let's come into agreement because I need you to make me feel good about myself. Every time this rain is being poured over you, just stand. Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Because one way or the other, there is sea time and there is harvest time. And I will reap my harvest whilst you are still waiting. <laughs> Recognize the reign of persecution and the reign of shame as a very good thing. Instead of running away from it and being manipulated and getting messed up. Because that's what God used to stuff in the pharaoh. And lastly, There is provision. Tell your neighbor there's provision. Two years ago, I won the most influential woman. Was it two years ago or three years ago? Three years ago. I won the most influential woman award. In Great Britain, not Ghana, it was not a citation. It was an honor. And these people come from America and they do that. Then another woman came to me, and she said, God told her to do a plaque and honor me. So, I went to her and I said, "Um, why are you doing a plaque that I have not asked for, and to honor me? And what exactly are you, who are you representing? And why do I need that plaque from you? She had seen that honor and she wanted to come with a false provision to butter what God is doing. Can I say something to you? The people that change, will change your life, you may not recognize them. Because when God takes you through all of that, it's just so simple, your breakthrough. But I need to give you a key. Be careful also who is also cloning something to give just to tap into what's happening without paying the price for it. They were bringing an award, and I would have immediately gone into a realm to say, oh my gosh, number two award, number three award, keep your awards. Because when God awards you with one thing, it opened the door for everything. That one woman of influence award has taken me to the Israeli cabinet, not Israeli uh, visit, Israeli parliament to speak on behalf of Ghana. That one award has opened so many doors. All you need is the one thing. But be careful who is coming with us also. Because some people just want to award you. Oh, I was the one that gave Bishop Jakes that award. For recognition. But not for what it is. You need to be bold enough to ask questions. Warchawazi ajazi. Word ajazi. Ajazi. But there is no honesty or God is in it, because God has someone for you that will change your life. And today, I want you to pray out the clones. It's a new season all over the world. A new season for you. I could feel it. I could feel it. The hotel I'm staying in, I look in the eyes of people and I say, oh my gosh. You could tell. You could tell so many things. But it's not every time you go and prophesy for you to look good. Because the God, the spirit of prophecy is the spirit of love. If you don't have love, you can't sustain this gift. You know, you can never sustain this thing because to be a prophet is hard work and it's hard task. Very, very hard task. You know, and and, and really, you need in this season to have discernment and wisdom. Who to put forward and who not to. Because if the wrong person brings the provision, it can muddle every single thing up. I want to pray for you. Today, if you're in this room today and you want to say to God, Lord, this woman has walked walk me through two courts. But I need to, I do a teaching on knowing the seven courts of heaven. Every area of your life where you're being judged or where you need to go and judge Satan. Often I will go to court myself and issue a fight. I will go there and say, you know, Lord, I brought this accusation and this is what I'm saying and this is what you have said. So can you invite him to come and stand there so that we finish this matter? But there are these are different teachings that... In time, maybe one day I'll teach you, but you can't handle that. But I want to pray. If you want to say to God, God, I've heard what you're saying. And today I just really want to recover everything. Everything I've lost, relationships, everything, just by hearing these words. And then secondly, Lord, remove from my life, in this season, anything that wants to come and take away my strength, or anything that's not meant to be. If you want to yield to that, let me see your hand. I want you to come to the front. David, can you help me right here? I'm not going to lay hands on you, but you have to just come to the courts yourself. It doesn't matter. Just keep coming. The reason why we come to the front. Uh, Bobby, I want you to come. My soul say yes. Keep coming. This way. Keep coming. Wow. But team, I need you to do something, so hold. Keep coming. And I want you to look at one thing in your family, a watcher. A watcher. I wouldn't have you When you look in that line, will be One of the things I'm known in my ministry is for the fruit of the womb. I guarantee, you, if I tell you you will. How old was that lady that just gave birth? 54. A lady she's not been pregnant, 54 years old. It just took one word. She's had the baby I've got her picture here, 54 Yes, it doesn't matter how old you are If God is in it, you have it Remember, you're standing here to change your history today Remember what is Outstanding and bring it to the court Okay. here and My soul say yes
2: Say yes Say yes my soul say yes Mm,
1: say yes to your will as we sing just pray my soul you don't have to pray in tongues come and say whatever it is
2: Yeah, I saw you,
1: are you saying that God doesn't love us are you saying that it should go on year in year out iniquities prevail against us but our transgression he's atoned for it some matters need to settle 2017 if you need the fruit of the womb put your hand on your stomach if you need a job If you know you called into ministry and there's no traction, put your hand on your heart today and believe. David, you want to do the keyboard?
2: Yeah.
1: Now ask. And I say the next three months, you will come and you will testify. Jesus I come before your throne to ask for your mercy I recognize that through the ministry this morning I have not judged situations well
2: and I have sinned against
1: you because I didn't recognize the moment of my deliverance forgive me I was blind now I see I now know it's my legal right as a child of God to be blessed therefore I ask for your deliverance by all deeds in righteousness today 5th of March 2017 deliver me deliver me in the name of Jesus deliver me father for your glory I thank you that I will recognize the rain the rain of blessing I will recognize it because your spirit dwells in me because I am your child and it is written for he who the son set free is free indeed today I am free Today matters are settled. I am innocent through the blood of Jesus. I am innocent. I am innocent. I declare I am innocent in the name of Jesus. Therefore, I declare victory. Now, shout victory! Shout victory! Shout victory! Shout victory. Shout victory! Shout victory! Shout victory! Shout victory!
2: Victory! Hallelujah.
1: And so, Jesus, my work is done. An amazing honor and a privilege it is to even consider being considered to stand here. Lord, you're doing a work in our nation unprecedented. Through the different heads that you've chosen, through Bishop Doug, here Bishop Jake. Father, I cry to you. Make everyone aware as to the shift that is taking place. Familiarity grounds that is being broken. Restoration of friendships that will matter. Healing and the power of love going through Ghana. Unity. The culture of honor. Perseverance, persistence. Father, in this house, in this house, in this house, let greatness be found. I leave favor here. And I call to the four corners of the world. From Benihim to Luengo from Bill Johnson to Lance Warner from Donald Trump to Bill Gates to Mark Zuckerman to every person in born again or not born again that needs to come into this church that needs to help someone here I call you to come right now in the name of Jesus this pulpit is small for the greatness that is coming. I have found a place that know how to work with and a place that know how to persevere. And I call that from this church, you have your own TV station. your own transport network from this church. You will build your own real estate town. No one will owe anyone anything but love. Lord, you have taken me to places I never thought I would go to. And this is the first place I've preached in Ghana. From when I was in Israel. And I leave, stand back and invite invite, Come. All greatness that is man or woman. Preach from this place. And make Capco's great again. I declare Capco's you shall be great. I declare revival has come to Capco's. The reign of persecution is only making us stronger. Capco's you will be great. You will fulfill your destiny. Yes. this place is only a church plant where is Bishop this is a church plant for God is going to give you a whole campus a whole campus of it a whole campus the biggest church but you will have different branches for evangelism, for music, you are going to have it the music, the production company. Amen. This is the place that this is coming to. In this region, you are above and never beneath. Yes. For the spirit of the Lord has spoken it. And it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, say amen. 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 Now put your hand on your head. Say this after me. I am anointed I am anointed for greatness greatness. I will not miss my season I will not miss my new relationships I will not be copied I am born great and I am greatness this is my season in Jesus name amen amen Take your seat for a moment. I want all the pastors, the leaders to come forth. Can I have the anointing from Israel? Abra may see
2: us May ye Abrao
0: Abra
2: I Oh, oh. Come on, worship him tonight.
1: Favor in this season, the spirit of law said, Daughter, dream and dream big. For I'm preparing you to give you a school, even in this region, and it's not a primary school, it's not even a nursery, it's a school that will train people in the arts, in computer, in drama. In drama, people are going to travel all the way to come to this place. And they will learn because you will teach them. The Spirit of law says to tell you, I will give you the people that will work around you that will make this happen. I'm going to bring you skillful people. You're going to be a mother to many of these people coming. You teach them in the art of business, in catering. The Lord says, I've chosen your daughter even to put business in your hands and it will grow. And I anoint you. You're the first person ever to receive this from Israel, woman of God. A new season has begun. Fire. I thank you, Lord. Come. Let us sit down. Let the woman of God sit down. I don't want no man touching her. Let the women touch her. That's right an intercessor yeah tata tata yeah dabei rumah saya tata tata to bur amma da saya Make time time for the word, man of God. Make time to read. That's it, God. season, God says to tell you, he's given you a new tongue. A new tongue. Listen, you need to put the phone down, bro. Put the telephone down. And God says, give him all the time now for where he's taking you. Put the phone down. Be merry. You
2: see, Sim
1: is that on you woman of prayer woman of prayer woman of prayer woman of prayer woman of prayer, woman of prayer. fire Ask
2: me not oh Jesus. Everybody stretch, watch your heart.
1: I asked you when I was in Israel What do you want He says just come I couldn't just come This oil was concorded by a man A pastor His name is Jürgen Berla A year ago The enemy tried to attack his life And God delivered him And God gave him the concussion to this oil And this oil will bring healing to many When you put this oil Into even businesses that have failed they will be resurrected for this is the season of authority the Lord has brought you into new authority for dominion for transformation and for power together with many many people in your network you've been pushed forward to really even do some of the things that your bishop cannot do because your bishop needs to go and write again and so he's now delegating, pushing his house in order For him to take the ministry to the next level. You will become a dean of a university that is going to be built for this organization. The Lord has elevated you beyond measure and you will host greatness that you never thought existed. Everybody stretch your hand and say this after me. Bishop, we bless you. Fulfill your destiny. You were born for this. Father, I thank you now I will pray. As a woman, a prophetess at Deborah, a woman that has known pain and suffering, gone, recover and come back and still stand. I have nothing to give to this man, but I do give him this. Favor. Favor. May everyone that is great, that can change life, knock at your door today you have the biggest key to open the biggest door I bless you in Jesus name Amen yeah come on put it together Albert, God bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine on you. May the Lord grant you all your heart's desire. In Jesus' name, amen.